0: Oh 5 They be like slow, We talking too fast, four, three, three, two, three, two, three, two, I got a cup of I can't talk trash Yeah, he's Bucky wants some
1: we'll the G-splat What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what
0: up, welcome to the Super Dope Show, aka G-Splash, the dopest podcast on Earth, where we kick you six pop culture news stories of the week. Right now, we are live on the Instagram tip. Uh, You may be enjoying this, you may be not, it's going to be raw all day long, but I'm your host, Bradley Backs, my man, Chris Bucky Watts. What's up,
1: everybody?
0: Yep, happy to be here. Yep. Always yep. love it. This is fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Uh today we're talking the 30th anniversary of the Ninja Turtle movies. Uh movie. Ooh. Movie, rather. It came out March. Just the first one. Yeah. Well the franchise we'll probably talk about as well. And as more people come in, I'm sure you, if you want to ask questions or whatever, they can. But we got other we got a lot That's of news to win. talk about. Some right. Olympic stuff. Netflix. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool You cool, know, cool, cool. Game of Thrones is back on here for some reason. You know how I feel about that. Oh, great. Again, huh? Yeah, another one.
1: I was a big fan. Brad was not.
0: I was not. I was not. Chris, how you been hanging out in this whole quarantine episode?
1: Good, man. Just, uh, just uh, hanging out and... Um doing some work from home and doing some projects from home and you know just i gotta build a cool little studio setup like you got with all the the, i'm like pointing like you're there like all the pops you got all the Uh, all the stuff that makes like random things but mine's more mine's more scattered this way so yeah uh but we'll have some fun fun. how about you how are things holding up there on lockdown zone
0: you know how it is uh every can't go anywhere can't do anything but
1: staying keeping the hands
0: clean a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of germs flying around these days. Anyway, Chris, let's get into some news, man. First on this docket, though, let's talk a little bit about delaying games. That's right. The official decision has been made to delay the impeding Tokyo Summer Games by both International Olympics Committee and Japan. The report, which comes from the New York Times, says months of internal talk led to the postponement after a slew of countries pushed for it. Now the Tokyo Games are slated to take place in 2021, or rather than this July.
1: They'll so be, uh, be off. I mean, do, would we expect anything different? No, I can say this. This is a bummer. Those athletes are going to be a year older. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so
0: that's a great question. So I wonder
1: how they're going to do. Like, if you were 17 and you turned 18, can you now compete in the 2020 Games? Is it still going to be, be, be called the in 2021? So will they be the twenty twenty games still, but just taking place in twenty twenty one, and like a year is a long time for an athlete. Like you could get injured, you could lose like a half second off your freaking hundred meter dash.
0: Your metabolism's um,
1: not the same. I mean, not. I mean, they happen every four years, so it's like you get your Olympics. What's one year? But one year could make a big difference. So uh, I'm yeah. interested to see what they pushed it a whole year. That's that's crazy. I mean, they're not canceling it because they've already built all the shit and right. They're like ready to rock and roll, but man, that's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be interesting. I wonder how all the media is gonna go with that too. Like if you bought media spots, like shit, I directed a commercial or not directed I wrote a commercial and I'm gonna direct a commercial that would be on the Olympics. I wonder if we'll like save it wonder if we'll run it for something else. Who knows?
0: Right, yeah. I don't know. I, I was thinking about that too. And I'm thinking about all the money that gets dumped into Tokyo for the games, building all these complexes. And they don't have they don't have a good rep to like to keep it, right? Right. I mean, it, it, it they come, they play the Olympics, and then it sh- all goes to shit, right?
1: Yeah, so it's just going to sit there for a year, just like nothing, and then, and then they'll be like, oh, okay, it's here. So, I mean, maybe some of I don't know, it's going to be, this whole the whole world's so weird right now. This is just another freaking weird another, piece of
0: hay on the pile. Right, right. There's that Netflix new new, Chris, with your boy from The Office, Ed Helms. But there's the a new trailer that dropped today for a movie. Uh, but it's based in Detroit. The movie centers around a new relationship between cop James Coffee and Vanessa Manning as her 12-year-old son, Kareem, tries to figure out how to break them up, trying to uh, intimidate. It's called Coffee and Kareem. So okay. uh, he tries to intimidate coffee. Kareem tries to hire. I
1: see what they did, you see there. What
0: they did there. Yeah, they, they flipped it. I on, see yeah. what they did. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Because it's cream, like coffee, coffee and cream. cream. Yeah, so it, it looks like another buddy it.
0: cop type of movie. Probably looks more like... Cop and a Half. Do
1: you, ever, do you remember that movie, Cop and a Half? I remember Cop and a Half. Yeah, it's like a Burt Danny doing it. Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah,
0: it's a good one. It's an old one. Old one. There's Aging. a lot
1: of those. You know, like hey, me and you. Like you're my partner, but you're, you know, right? Not. But then they're trying. This is like this is one of those movies. Who's Henson? Uh, Todd. What's her uh, What's her name? She's in a Taji P. Henson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. That should be fun. It's Do you think it'll be good? Do you think it'll be another Netflix? Like, watch it, have fun, but it ain't going to bring home no the Oscars. I don't know,
0: man. I've, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I feel like Netflix kind of gets these throwaway movies that studios are kind of like, we don't know what to do with them.
1: Which is interesting because then they'll come out and make a movie like, um, you know, the one with Batista and... Uh... Yeah, that just came out, not the kid spy one. That one's supposed to be pretty good. Stuber, yeah, Stuber. Stuber. Like this, like that movie gets made, but then this one was like, nah. Maybe, who can, Who knows? Well, who knows? Like, I mean, here is money, make some stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just keep going. But uh, uh, new movies coming out. I think I'll that's the big, that's the big thing, right? Like all these streaming services are having movies coming out straight to straight to the the services now. And we see movies like Wonder Woman and Black Widow get pushed back, but people yeah. are like, no, bring it to straight to the to the Disney Plus and. HBO, whatever. One, why would you want to see that movie for the first time in that kind of setting? Right. I know there are people who like, I don't like the movies. I get that. Some
1: people don't like movie theaters.
0: Yeah, right. I get that. Would you want to see Black Widow? Just because that movie is like Scarlett Johansson's last one. They made a big deal about it. I feel like it would be doing a disservice for it to just drop on Disney+. The
1: only argument I have for it is that there is concern that pushing it could mess up the timeline they're working to build?
0: I read that they weren't... That wouldn't mess up the timeline.
1: But it couldn't possibly unless it got pushed like a year, right? So wait for it to come in theaters. because well, everything... shining moment. Yeah, everything got pushed back. Yeah. So... It's going to be a weird one. It's going to be weird to see all these movies getting pushed and like how they work with their own timelines or like sequels or how that's all... I don't know, man. All I know is I'm excited to see uh these movies when they do eventually come out because like I, I love the movies and I think you lose something when you just watch at home. Yeah, I got Misophonia... So if somebody's like clicking their chair or smacking their popcorn, like I can't focus that well because it's driving me insane. That. Like I want to explode. I hate that. But I still love the movie theater experience. Like the whole, the whole well, concept, movies aren't made the yeah. Thing
0: the big screen, perfect sound. You yeah. know,
1: I mean, I got, I got, I got Sonos type stuff, and I'm, my, my, I'm slowly building my living room into like a movie theater esque, but it'll never have that, that uh, je ne sais quoi, as they say. Uh, so yeah, interested to see what happens.
0: Speaking of the MCU, Chris. Sunday afternoon, the internet made a big deal about Iron Man 3 and Thor 2. Made it a trending topic as the worst MCU movie. Which one you would you say is better?
1: Iron Man 3 is clearly better than Thor 2.
0: What's more important to the Infinity Saga? Iron Man 3. <laughs> I would disagree with you on that. Because we're dealing what with... What comes out of... We're well, dealing with the stuff? Yeah, you're right.
1: The ether. The ether. You're right. So Thor, Thor is... But you don't really understand Tony's like all freaking... How he's all freaked out in postpartum and stuff with his little chest piece and he's all freaked and stuff. I'll say this, we've talked about this a lot before. Thor 2 is just a miss on a lot of levels. There's a lot of weird things it did and things it didn't need to do. It wasted an amazing villain like it, it just it misses. It it's it, it's not it doesn't feel very it feels very hollow. It just feels like a poorly made movie. Iron Man 3 catches a lot of flack. Because it's not it's just like what I say about Toy Story Four. How Toy Story Four should not be a Toy Story movie, it should be a Woody movie because the the story already ended. They just forced us to go farther. And that Iron Man Three is a Shane Black movie and it uses dark comedy and it sets this tone that does that feels different than everything else we've seen. Instead of this supernatural elements, it's a little yeah. more sciencey, but then also there's It like, also like takes them out like, of the ha-
0: MCU. Kind of, like.
1: Yeah, and it basically takes that Iron Man movie and pulls it out of the MCU. And I think that for a lot of people, especially just well, after I watched it, I didn't really like it, but then I watched it years later and I was like, if you just think about this as picking up a one-shot comic book of Iron Man and reading it, it's awesome. It's yeah. so different, so unique. It's just like extremists, Right, and but then spoilers at the when end, you,
0: it, it ties it back together when you figure out he's talking to, he's telling the story to Bruce Banner.
1: Yeah, which is like, oh, okay, cool. I just, I think that the way they, the way when you put those two head to head, it's easy to say... Oh, Iron Man three and Thor two don't those those are the oddballs, sure. But I still think as a film, Iron Man three's solid if you just don't think about the rest of the saga. If you think about the saga, sure. Oh, we got to learn about a liquid rock that makes friggin' Not Natalie State. Portman float for some reason, but nobody can manipulate reality with it until Thanos gets it. Not the point, but still. well,
0: and then it, and then it's like it, no one could touch her when she had it, but Rocket was able to just stab her with that contraption. Oh, yeah, no problem.
1: Inject. I mean. Sure, that's a little, a little thing to help get it, but even the fact that she was able to harness it, like, you're not supposed to be able to hold Infinity Stones, and she was right. able to, like, have one in her being. It's like, get out of town, man. <laughs> get out of town, man. <laughs> so, Thor 2 sucks, but it's got a little more Infinity.
0: <laughs> well, Chris, speaking of what stuff. sucks, uh, I've got some Game of Thrones stuff to throw at you. You've been watching Westworld. You caught up on the Westworld tip. Haven't started Season 3. Well, this is a spoiler, so I'm going to tell cool. it, and it's... Not really a big one. I'm not caught up either. I'm re-seeing season season two as I'm completely lost. That movie is very easy to get lost in. But the Game of Thrones showrunners, your boys David Benioff (laughs) and D.B. Weiss, appeared on Westworld Sunday, doing it in a jokingly made a reference to one of those loose plot points of their series. In season three, episode two of Westworld, the notorious duo made a brief cameo during behind-the-scenes tour of Park 4. Which might be a medieval-themed world. The technicians of the park still hard at work in their subterranean workspace. They showed up as Tech Dave and Tech Dan with a giant dragon. Interesting. Doesn't it? What doesn't it feel like? Why? Why do that? Is this an HBO thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a fun way to say that Park Four because we haven't seen what there are seven parks and we've only seen three. Something like that. Or maybe there's six parks and we've only seen three, and so the fact that one of them would be like. Would be that Game of Thrones took place inside Westworld. Uh, I guess it would be called medieval probably world. Be called Ni- probably called night. Probably called Knights World. Dragon or something world? like that. Because it's Westworld and then Shogun World. I can't remember what India one is, but then yeah. Anyways, that that it's a fun little throwaway Easter egg thing. Is it necessary? Probably not. But Westworld's doing well on its own, and it's making some changes this season. I think are really cool. So
0: hey, does that make you mad I mean, as a Game of Thrones? Because they were the ones that were like threw away that low last season, and they're like, eh, "Hey, we're back. We're gonna make a cameo in Westworld."
1: Dude, those guys, uh, we talked about this a hundred times. Yeah, like, I they, love Game of Game of Thrones. They just those dudes it. got lucky. Yeah. They got lucky, and they rode that luck until they ran out of steam. And I know that because then their Star Wars <laughs> shit got canceled right, because they, and they couldn't were like, keep Who? it up. And then they jumped. Then ship. their show Confederate got cut because they were like, "Oh, they were like, well, HBO said it was maybe a little too." A little too dangerous in this time, but then they Watchmen Netflix, has right? a huge race component to it. So what? And their excuses are basically like, we keep making projects now and nobody likes us uh, because maybe you freaking rent ass steam because you're not that good. So I think that uh, here's the it's problem, and it's cool to throw you're not in, any good. <laughs> you're not any good. You guys game? got it right for a bit, and then it got yeah. too big. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, I'm gonna see let you you later. I'm, you know what I mean. I'm
0: gonna let you read this next story on the docket. It's, uh, it's called Rosario hits Mando.
1: Boy, I cannot wait for this big Tell story. It. I hope you heard this one. Tell us about All you it, Star Wars fans out there, like me. So Rosario Rosario Dawson has been cast as a character that previously only appeared in the animated Star Wars shows. She is expected to take on the role of Ahsoka Tano, who was uh, Anakin Skywalker's uh, apprentice before he turned to the dark side, of course. And uh, she has appeared in both Clone Wars and Rebels. I just finished Rebels, which was awesome. But this is the first time she'll be in a live-action Star Wars production and i couldn't be more goddamn excited
0: really what's she is such a good character i i think she's a great actress and i love seeing her and stuff and i think and
1: rosario dawson's gonna kill it as ever. i think
0: this is a perfect fit but what what's the what's the word from the star wars because they hate everything i feel like
1: i've heard i've seen the nothing but hards. excitement i've seen nothing but excitement People are more confused, I think, not confused, uh, intrigued. I think everybody, what I've read so far, everyone thinks she's a killer choice, especially for the way the timeline plays out. Right. Uh, And for like age-wise, because she's kind of like a preteen teenager and clone wars and then in rebels she's probably in like her 30s or whatever right and uh late late 30s probably 40s we don't know what time is like in space not the point (laughs) Uh, what galaxy it's
0: happened in the past in the galaxy far away yeah
1: i I think she's gonna be great at this i think that they have done a a really interesting job in the mandalorian Mm -hmm. uh, of sowing these seeds of that animated universe because it is canon and that's important right uh and so i think that they've done a great job of saying hey i mean that last shot of the mandalorian him pulling out the dark saber that's blowing that like that dark saber is it's it's obviously canon and lore but it came from uh clone wars is where it got a lot of popularity and then it reappears in rebels is a huge part of that show so that right there is like that's an obscure one ahsoka is not obscure she's like super cool she's drives uh, she drives clone wars and then she has a huge role in rebels plus she's got double white lightsabers now Get out. Yeah, I'm supposedly in. there's
0: going to be a lot of lightsaber action in, in this season two, which will be dope. For those of you that are watching live, uh,
1: <laughs> you can't
0: hear the button, and so it's, it's all good. Hey, Joe. Is it Joe? They ne- it doesn't say when they leave. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: But yeah. It says, when, it says who I waved at. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for this. She's going to be great, and uh, this will be a really, really cool addition to the show. Right. To give a, a disavowed Jedi and a Mandalorian. To teaming them up to go take on who god knows who that'd be awesome
0: bill Burr's supposed to come back too so we'll see that whole oh, play, rag-tag that, team. play that thing yeah, yeah 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 i like this this next one is for all you comic book nerds out there Ooh. this is the last news story uh but comics a no-go diamond comic distributors it still baffles me how this one company family owned the, the only, the distributor only distributor of comic, distributor comic, books? comic book
1: I don't, it is a absolutely monopolous
0: thing Getting back to that, uh, they've released an official statement on its move to no longer receive shipments of new comics at its warehouses. In the statement, Steve Jeppy, the chairman and CEO of the Diamonds parent company, Jeppy Family Enterprises, states that the move comes from as a result of the company, uh, from what the company is hearing from stores. He confirmed that the product dated on or after April 1st will not be shipped and retailers can continue to order items already in stock. The statement also comes uh, confirms that Diamond's Games distributor Alliance Game Distributors will see shipments at the end of the day on today.
1: What 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 the what the hell is this talking about? Is this is this COVID-19 related yes. or is this the fact that they're just not going to ship comic books anymore?
0: The, uh, this is COVID. Yes, yeah, this is COVID. Can we say that on here? Okay. We can say COVID-19?
1: Yeah, on YouTube you can't say coronavirus. Why? I don't know. That's a dumb rule. That's what they call it. <laughs> They want you to use the hey, special man. name now? I'm just trying to get my life so, together. Well, we use the science. So, uh, well, that's interesting. So they're just basically saying, hey, while this is going on, we're not going to be stripping out any new comic books. So there's just going to be a huge push for those when the world reopens, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that means as far as like, I mean, the comic industry is kind of a weird one to begin with. Like, it still makes us. Sh- yeah.
1: It's a weird publishing it, company. It's or, got uh, entity.
0: Right. I mean, it makes money, but to sit on books like that is crazy to me
1: yeah because you're gonna have to be like you're basically gonna oh, i mean it's all relative i suppose as long as the shops can stay open to be like well they can't that's hey, the thing now is like, there's three issues at once you have to buy so they're gonna make the money back you know what i mean some distributed
0: like some. Oh, i guess they're not distributing it at all so yeah nothing new is coming like, everything like this whole empire series that we've been talking yeah, it's about it's gonna
1: be waiting well, it depends <laughs> on how long it's gonna wait to or how long this will be out yeah right? it's really interesting it's interesting to see them be able to say like you know what i think we're well, okay yeah and then
0: well, Midtown Comics was like the shop out in New York City. They were still doing online stuff. And you could come by right. and pick up, like drop a drive through kind of a thing where they would just drop. Like a bag and yeah. like, there you are. Through the window.
1: Like, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I guess it's the inevitable and in what we're going through, but. I feel like this is gonna hurt the comic industry. We'll see. Or people we'll are gonna. See.
1: It might. It might be status quo, or it might be or, it might shake it up, or, or maybe
0: people more people move to digital comics. That's what I'm saying. It Was digital comics, and now people are gonna download everything. So yeah, with, we would already.
1: If it wasn't for the fact that, like, if it wasn't for the fact that comic book stores were a thing, that industry would have moved to digital a long time ago. Is is my thought. Like when d when movies started going to like Redbox and shit, like Blockbuster went out. Big fucking whoop. Like that was one thing, but like every little mom and pop comic book store ever is going to go under if you just say, we don't need to make these on paper anymore. Like, we can make dope versions where they, like, move and shit. You yeah, know, like, flip the pages wrong. on an iPad well, least, and, but- like, like, a character, like, zooms in on their face and they're like, you said that to me, Captain America? So it's like, it, we would be already, like, loving digital comic books. We'd be paying for them a nickel a piece or whatever. But now it's like, well, if we do that, then freaking mom and pop at old John John Comics is going under. T- Diamond, the distributor. Yeah, Diamond, they go under, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Diamond's gone. They basically just own this. So, all right. Well, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Speaking of comic books, Chris, let's talk about this main event. We're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The movie. The original movie. This is a 30 30- 30th anniversary. This movie came out March 30th, 1990, and was the number 1 at the box office over the weekend grossing more than $25 million, the biggest opening for an independent film at that time. Huge. So huge. The film turned out to be a huge success at the box office, eventually making over $135 million in North America and over 66 million outside of North America for a worldwide total of 200 million making it the ninth highest grossing film of 1990 worldwide. The film was also nominated for awards by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. This is kind of one of those movies wow. that was before its time, in a sense, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: This is a comic book movie to the T. Yes. And it surprises me that it's got a 40% on I mean, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, this is
1: the... This is the uh, here's the thing about this. Maybe this is probably just my opinion, Whatever. It is an enjoyable movie. It is not a good movie. Even when it comes to the puppetry, it's lacking where some other films in the same area had better puppetry. I think that when they when you look at the like, critic score, it's like, oh, it's good, it's its own thing, but it's not great. I think what has happened is that it's marinated over the years to where you watch it and it's almost got that, that cult energy isn't just a certain few people that that like to watch it it's all these people who watch it and they're like you know what this is fucking weird but i love it like still this day you watch movie, you're like this thing's weird and then you but by the end you're like yeah but i had fun watching giant puppet turtles like dance around and freaking you know what i mean
0: but they still like that movie those movies you know obviously they're done by jim henson who uh, ran a puppet game
1: but the puppet man
0: i hate the puppet man uh the puppet master but at the same time, like, the movies that came out, uh, CGI, Johnny Knoxville, just don't even come close.
1: Isn't that an interesting thing? How, like, you can have all the technology and you can make a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, you know, now. And they still, although the design on them is pretty weird. Like, if they tried to release that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, movie today, it would get sonic the fuck out of it. Like, people, <laughs> the internet would blow up and be like, these look like they have some sort of syndrome. And, like, be like, no, 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 like, we can make them more like the, the ones you remember. But back then it was like, carve me a puppet that looks like this cartoon because we need to sell these toys. And the guy was like, OK, and just carved a puppet. And they're like, it's me, Dottotella. That, well, the weird thing, too, is I, I
0: remember I saw this somewhere. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was like some dude was just like, yeah, I know Jim Henson. We'll get him on the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Was that on the, uh, the Netflix thing? It was on
1: the 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 Toys That Made Us on Netflix, a great, great show. We talk about yeah, it a yeah, lot yeah, on here. Yeah. They have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode, which if you want more background, if you're like, oh my gosh, t- these guys have such a great perspective on TMNT, just go watch that because it really tells you about how they made these weird-ass toys based on this dark-ass comic book for kids. The comic book was for kids. The comic book was just a comic book for adults. They made toys for kids, and then they needed to sell those. So they made a cartoon, and that got popular, so they made a movie. But yes... One component of that is the fact that some guy was like, I uh, yeah, my cousin works with Jim Henson. and so they like got Jim on the phone. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll make a turn on movie for you. Like, Alright, cool, man, thank you. Could you imagine being able to do that? Yeah. Just call and be like, Yeah, can I get this person to come help me? Oh, uh, my cousin Stevie Spielberg might do it for you. Yeah, or just being like, uh Oh, that guy that does the—he does the fucking puppets. I know him. So let me let me see if I can give. Yeah. So I ended up getting Jim Henson to do this, this crazy TMNT movie, and they and they kills it. Well, it's also such a it's such. I mean, I touched on it just then, but like the one thing that always blows my mind, and the toys that made us calls this out pretty well, is the fact that the comic book is black and white and very dark, and like they kill Shredder in the first issue, and like it's they're like cutting Foot Ninjas in half and shit, and then. They say, okay, cool, now we need to make this, we need to market this. Okay, so let's market it. Okay, we're going to get children involved. So we're going to make these toys, and to sell the toys, let's make this super light, let's make this super light a uh, 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 m- cartoon show, right? And then when they make the movie, they go back to this crazy, dark, like, adult-esque film instead of right. making it, like, a boppy kids-like. But then again, you think about Jim Henson, and like, The Dark Crystal is a kid's movie, but it's got some weird, dark stuff with the puppets and, like, Ernest scared stupid. We talk about that a lot. That troll monster is fucking terrifying. So I think You know uh, what I mean, Burn. Yeah, I think that that it does a weird balance. And we look back now and we're more used to darker content coming out or things that are a little more serious or heavy even for children's uh content. And so it's easier now to watch and be like, all right. Can we talk? Oh, wait, well. Can we mention she's gone, the fact but, that bye-bye.
0: can we mention the fact that it's uh what's his name? Sam Rockwell is in it.
1: Sam Rockwell, he plays like a like a foot. foot he's like a foot. He's like foot anything clan. you guys need. Uh, you know, we got it here. Yeah, is does he does he work for the Foot Clan? I,
0: yeah, he's just a dirty New York kid who like runs like that awesome underground skate yeah park Yeah. yeah. The, skate,
1: the skate slash fight thing, basically like where the Foot Clan uh, puts all the rafts. The hideout. Hang out. Yeah, it was a hideout. Yeah. yeah. They go and say, like, hey, this kid can fight. You're going to come be a ninja now. And it's like, wow, it's super easy to become a ninja. Just, they like, just I've been like, hanging out places my whole life, and no one's ever asked me to be a ninja. Well, it's weird because they were
0: just like runaway kids, and then they. Yeah. But hey, whatever, it worked. And then when Raphael like, lost, yeah, his you... si- lost his lost his sigh,
1: I lost the sigh! <laughs> I can get oh, him back. Yeah, that's right. Let it Man, go. Man, this is crazy to think about this movie. It's just on like... Netflix,
0: by the way. Do you know it's on Netflix?
1: Yes, it is on Netflix. Are all three on Netflix?
0: I think one and two, maybe just three. one and two. So, I can't did really they just hide
1: three. Turtles in Time or whatever? The third one? Yeah.
0: Well, it's not technically called Turtles in Time. That was the
1: that was that's the video game. Yes, the arcade game where they actually go into like the future and shit. But like, <laughs> I remember that that movie is. I don't know if it's based on or if it came after, but there's actually a really great comic that does the same thing where they fall through a portal and end up in like f- feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. And then they have to like defend a village like Seven Samurai style, and it's like a really beautifully like drawn like dark black lines and shadowing. Like it's a really pretty comic. I remember and it might have be like a not a I don't I don't know if Vertigo did it, but somebody like that like right. And it was like I remember seeing that and having like trading cards from that comic, and then the actual comic books and being like this is cool. And then the movie came out and they were like, "What? We're in Japan?" I was like, "Shut up." Have you ever yo? You, you couldn't you get- tell that from just getting here.
0: You should go back and watch the trailers because the trailers are hilarious. Because you know, it's back when they got the voiceover:
1: "The turtles are back and oh yeah
0: yeah 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 they know it's crazy. crazy.
1: They're back and they're ready to kick some old school ass. New York, a city where eight million can scarf down their slices in safety, knowing that when pizza is close by, help help is never take the ugly one. No, you take the ugly one. Which one's the ugly one? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Cowabunga! The Secret of the Ooze. Don't forget, we're turtles!
0: Besides Sam Rockwell in the movie, you also have Corey Feltman as Donatello. Yeah, you do. That's right. And I don't know how, like, they just got lucky, I guess, with this. Because he was still, I mean, it's 1990, so he was, like, maybe going out a little bit? Or he was, like, Maybe the star. he had just, he he just like aged of out movie. of
1: being a kid at that point. <laughs> right what year what year just no 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 T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles drops in what year 90 20 Ninety two two drops 30, in 91 right. and three drops in 93 so wow in four years they dropped three movies which is fantastic and they but uh, and, no but I think two, Feldman's still doing good in 90s well two doesn't have Feldman I think three does though. sure just the first one three, oh, really he came back three so he's hard does. he had some hard times Let's, uh, it's worth a Google to see if that was, okay, so, uh eh, yeah, he's about two years past, His he's four years past Stand By Me, he's three years past Lost Boys, five years past Goonies, so, okay, yeah, I can see that he, w- not, a- he wasn't on the way out, but he was probably, like, a little hard up, he wasn't as cute as he used to be. And he's like, oh, um, what? And they were like, Hey, man, do you want to dress in a fucking puppet suit? And he was like, Yes, I want to do that for well,
0: sure. Well, he didn't. He wasn't in the suit. He just did the voice.
1: Oh, well, that's a bummer. Then I don't really yeah. like that. It's yeah. like do the work. All the, do guys, the work man. All You're the guys. An actor.
0: <laughs> all the guys. Though in the movie that were in the suits all got a cameo, and there's w- only one guy who made a cameo, wore the suit, and did the voice, and it was Raphael. And he's, that guy
1: was like, "I'll wear it."
0: His cameo is in the cab. You know, Raphael's wearing the, the trench coat and the hat, and he's chasing Casey yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "What the heck was that?" I don't know. It was New York. Like,
1: <laughs> I forget, what, I forget the
0: exact words. but He's like, "You're going to LaGuardia, right?"
1: Head to LaGuardia. Yeah. <laughs> New like York it's is so cute. dirty.
0: Like New York is so dirty at that time. Like it just this Oh, this is this is pre Giuliani freaking
1: sweeping it
0: up. This is all greasy. like everyone's greasy and sweaty and
1: Oh, and like Times Square is like you had to like be packing a gun if you were there, and now it's like I Welcome mean, to Tourist Town. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now it's a ghost they
1: town. They know what they're doing, man. They monetized an area. Right now it's a ghost town. Yeah. Throw uh, a bowling ball down there.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the movie is Casey Jones and Raphael having an altercation for the first time. They're in Central Park, and and that's the other thing is like I think a lot of the uh, the the correlation or the areas of where the movie is supposed to be taking place jumps very back and forth with where it really is versus the time. Like like that's not really next to Times Square, but okay, it, it's new. like Chinatown and Times Square aren't close oh, at all.
1: But it's called G. It's called the. It's in in movies. It's called geographic collapse or something like that or geographic like condensing. It's basically the idea that like in a place things can be out of place as long as it makes sense to the story movement. Like that happens so many. I'll be watching I'll be like and I don't even I mean you lived in New York so you're gonna you know you see it all the time. Right. I've visited there a lot and I really love it. So I'll be like what? How did you get here to there? That's 112 blocks. Exactly. You didn't just walk there. Yeah. It's like I'm at Rockefeller Center now I'm at Battery Park what yeah you went huh that's like a hundred city miles they just walked a block yeah now like they're like walking talking eating a popcorn and they're still popcorn i'm like you've been walking for hours you're exhausted (laughs) back to what i was talking about with ninja
0: turtles uh this scene where Raphael meets casey jones who's played by also a great actor i forget his name like elios or something Uh. they're trying to catch these guys who stole a purse they get away and they start fighting each other over what the right thing to do is with the, the crooks. One of them kill them. <laughs> like Casey Jones ready to like murder these guys because they stole a oh, bag yeah. from an old lady. And then he's like, like punisher. He's like, we need to teach them a lesson. And then Raphael's like, Not like that, they don't. Not from you. And <laughs> he's like pulls out a baseball bat and then swings it at him and he catches it with his hand and he goes, Oh, Sakan Seiko bat Tell me you didn't pay money English. for this it's one of the funniest scenes because it's, it's so random and as a kid yeah as a kid i'm like oh yeah all the bats were signed by like, players like yeah, yeah
1: yeah yeah! i remember that and he, that, like the engraving in the end yeah like the signature you're like oh my bat's signed yeah. by jose Kins. i think it was like i think it was honestly the signature series is probably what it was called maybe i just like he's like yeah, it was like a Jose psycho bat <laughs> I don't know why I find hey, it. Hey, W didn't pay money I st- for this, eh? Yeah, I
0: still find that scene hilarious to this day.
1: And then doesn't he get his ass handed to him by somebody?
0: Yeah, uh, so then they fight, and he's like, go back, making sports references, and then he's like, nah, I'm going to teach you cricket. He's like, cricket? cricket? Nobody, Nobody understands cricket. You, you gotta got to know one, what a yeah, crumpet is to understand, understand cricket. cricket. I'll teach and you. And then he just, he gets him, he like, hits him with the uppercut, and like, not, not somehow, Gets him in the trash can upside down. They like, yeah.
1: yeah. like picks on him. I remember as a kid, I hated that because I was like, "Oh man, you guys are supposed to be friends."
0: Well, yeah, because in the cartoon, I think they're friends. It's also but I don't. Weird, I don't think they are like, in the comics
1: because Casey Jones is like he's a badass turtle's trying to bang my girlfriend all the time. Like it's like
0: weird. And then he shows up in as I mean, Arrow shows up as Casey Jones in Ninja. Turtles oh yeah,
1: 2. yeah, yeah. Those movies suck, man. Those movies suck. They're not even kind of good, man. They just suck. Yeah, they're pretty bad. And they they had a chance to do something cool and they fucked it up. But- I want to see it. You know what? I I'll tell this. I think we've talked about this on one other case, but I don't know. The next one they do, they should do it using the same tech that into the Spider-Verse used. You mean that comic book style? Yeah, use that comic book style where it's, like, the, the actual hand-drawn over the top of, like, digitized mm-hmm. so that you could have, like, a really cool turtle, like, the way they move and stuff. It could almost be, like, the comic or the cartoon that was so successful on Nick that did almost, like, the cell shaded sharp angles. But you could do that as a movie and, like, you could give it a little more life and substance because, like, they just – I feel like even though this movie is such a classic and it did so many things in the beginning, like, nowadays, I think they just work better in an animated universe. yeah. It it makes it gives them more substance and more like it's more plausible and your mind can believe it. Because when I watch like those Michael Bay ones, the puppets, I'm fine. Cause I'm like, oh, they're puppets. OK, I get it. It's just like when they brought Yoda back as a puppet in Last Jedi. I was like, who the fuck's idea was it to not make him a puppet before? But this one nowadays, even if it was puppets. You'd be like, eh, eh, do something creative and unique. Take that beautiful I, art and I don't, put it see, together.
0: You say that, but I think because we've seen them then, if we saw them again now, i am I would almost say that people would be okay with it. If it was done correctly. I mean those suits I see definitely that. didn't I see what you're didn't up hold up the test of time.
1: They did not they did not stand the test of time, <clears throat> that's for sure. But
0: there's definitely a lot of things that you could do in like where the suit it could be half the suit and half CGI. You know right? What I mean? Like so I think there's some cool stuff they could do with the the brand. Obviously Nickelodeon owns them now and that Whole oh, franchise yeah. has kind of been up and down with who owns what and who's in control of what. I'm not a fan of the way they look now, but it is a brand that constantly regenerates itself. So you got to give them a round of applause for that. Even now in the comics that we're, I don't know if I'm ever going to read because I'll never get the conclusion. No, never get
1: plush. distributed. Yeah,
0: the dopest podcast on
1: earth.
0: Diamond, but and the vibe—it's not all their fault. I don't blame them. Um. I mean, but that, it's not all I saw a picture. I did see a picture of the Ninja Turtle, like this Ninja Turtle Megazord, which I was like, whoa, okay. The crossover, like... Cool. The, the Justice League crossover with Power Rangers I didn't like, but this Ninja Turtle one's not bad. It's actually pretty good. It's
1: okay? It's actually pretty good. It's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a little more... Justice League... Uh, there's a level when you combine things where it just is too too different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a little too... like. A great example is exactly that. Do you get the Justice League and all their superpowers? They're basically gods, and then you let them have some martial arts turtles. It's sort of like how do you guys complement each other? And you get more like with Power Rangers and teenage Ninja turtles, like, oh yeah, like you both are teenagers. You both are you all are freaking jumping around cry chop kicking. You can learn from each other. But then like, like but then it's cool. But then you look the Ninja
0: Turtles worked great with Batman.
1: But I, I think that that works makes sense with Batman because Batman's like solving crimes in the city and he's also a martial artist he has no superpowers his intellect is the only thing he, he can't even stand for the Justice League. justly he has to like devise true, true, true. ways to kill them because he's like if superman wants to he can just glue my mouth shut with his eyes mm. so i think uh i think that that that's cool it's like also one of my favorites of all time mashups is batman versus predator and batman versus predator 2 was also great comic book lines uh and it worked because you put the predator in a concrete jungle like gotham and then you put him up against somebody who's like I gotta survive, and I gotta fight to survive, and it gets real bloody and shit. That makes sense, but if it was like Superman versus Predator, Superman would just be like, and he just like blow into the space, and he'd be like, and he
0: fly away. That's that Superman <laughs> tactic for you.
1: Just cut him in half.
0: But all in all, man, that number that first issue of Ninja Turtles is awesome. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely or read it rather, definitely read it. You can find it online. Comicsology got a lot of stuff of the Ninja Turtles. I would love to see the Ninja Turtles get like a streaming somewhere. I know they're on Netflix now, but like I'm talking their whole catalog, the cartoons. That'd be cool. I've been watching some of the cart. Cool. The, the, the old cartoons is great. Um, But still, oh, yeah, there's some good stuff. Obviously, the video games are great. Ne- Turtles in Time is a classic.
1: Yeah, those arcade beat-em-ups are are pretty solid for 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 side-scrolling beat-em-ups.
0: And, and what I like I said, they've been able to regenerate themselves again and again like crazy. So absolutely. What a great franchise. I hope everyone's those guys are still uh what's his name sold his piece but then got it back and then the other guy right is that what happened in that that documentary?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't really re- watch th- that's a great documentary to watch because I think it does a good job. We're talking about uh, the toys that made us cuz it really does lay into what happened. Yeah, the one guy Kevin he Eastman. wanted to sell control and, and then they were like going back and forth yeah. and he was like fine like i'll just sell my portion and then they end up exploding and making tons and tons, tons more money and then his guy like his old friend they like reconnected later and he like gave him some of it back right. but like that dude missed out on a bunch of money but the other guy owns like a tank <laughs> rain he just owns a tank so he did so he did fine uh all right well i appreciate everyone
0: Taking the time to visit with us here on Instagram live for the first time. We're trying it out. Maybe it'll be a thing. Maybe it'll I think be- it works. I think, I, think, I, I, I think we
1: can do this on the main one. Yeah,
0: I, I'm, I'm game for sure. I think if, the more we do it, the better it'll be. Fuck, we're three seasons in. Why not? Yeah, this what, has been
1: now. What's the big deal? This
0: has been episode number 121. I hope you're staying clean, washing your butts, and your hands. Happy birthday. To you twice, or a, B, uh, whatever song it worked. I don't know.
1: Just sing a song, and it'll be long enough. <sighs>
0: yeah, don't go outside. If you're young and you're like, I'm oh, not going to get it, you're probably going to spread it, though, you dummy. You're
1: going to kill somebody, idiot. You f- and, and hopefully it's your loved ones, because then you'll oh, learn a lesson. Let's not
0: hope anyone dies, Chris. That's well, I'm just saying. I know what you're gotta saying. Learn a but, lesson, hey.
1: You want to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs.
0: That's no, exactly what everyone is saying. Uh, I can't wait to break out and go back to the movies. Uh, you can always enjoy a nice podcast from us here at G-Splash, because this is and, and, and always, and it's the, dope show. the Dope Show. We'll be Patch. back next week the talking the 35th Earth. anniversary of Secret Wars. This is the big one because, of course, issue 8, was it issue 8 where Superman uh-huh. shows up, get, somehow uh-huh. works the contraption to get a black suit, and then that changes the game. You said Superman. Did I say Superman? I meant Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, he meant Spider-Man. I was like, uh-huh. And then you're like, yeah, he gets a black suit. And he comes in. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was wondering uh, why are you were looking yeah.
0: at me sideways. I was it's like,
1: like why has he had that
0: weird look Superman? on his
1: face? Superman?
0: Secret Wars? Sorry, Spider-Man, issue eight, gets the black suit. Gets the
1: black suit. It's where Venom comes yeah. from, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Spoiler. 35 years ago, though. So do the math. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, my man Chris Bucky Watts, live on the Instagram tip. We'll be back next week. Hollister at your boy. Yeah. Let's be over Vegeta the
1: half shell, they're the heroes for. In this day and age, who could ask for
0: more? The crime wave is high.